You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Big Diva Energy, the podcast for and about fabulous people being fucking excellent. I'm Holly Morgan and my husband Tom is also here. Let's get this party started, divas. And we are joined once again by the gorgeous Paul Joseph, the promoter, DJ and all-round sweetheart behind Pop Horror and Athena. Hello. Hello. Hi. Lovely to have you back, darling. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Nice to be back. Yeah. It's a... It's it's odd, isn't it, doing these kind of <laughs> in instalments? But it's it's just nice to have a bit of continuity, like check in with people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the listeners are appreciating it. Yeah, off air, Paul showed us the um, a holy grail prestige item, which is a <laughs> a dashboard diva. Would Paul, would you able to describe the dashboard diva yeah. to us, please? So it's a, it was gifted to me a few years ago, and it's called dashboard diva, and it's like a little doll, um, and sort of with like a squeezy rubber head and the head and body is very much the same as uh the ladies who you would have sitting on toilet rolls in in grandparents houses um with with big knitted skirts but she's a bit she's a lot smaller than that and she has got a sparkly red dress and a bit of a a, a, a brunette bouffant <laughs> and um, she's meant to sit on your dashboard and kind of wobble like when people have like a little Jesus or a Mary or a little toy and she does I think she was based on Shirley Bassey basically yeah. just by the hair and the frock um, but as we, were, as we were mentioning I don't think I don't think the dame would want her name put to it but <laughs> Very cute. It's very cute. Awesome. It is very sweet. <laughs> and once this is all over, we need to come and have an, a cultural exchange of yes. each other's tut because we've got <laughs> mm. we've got a lot of like diva related tut kicking around in our house as yeah, well. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I got. I mean, this this is like compared to that. This is like my my husband Tim got me this for my birthday. <gasps> oh my god! This, I am for the for the listener. I'm currently showing <laughs> an, an Alexis Carrington Dynasty doll. Oh where God. she's wearing a big gold lame frock with big shoulders <gasps> and standing in front of a staircase. And on the front of the box, it says, that sounds like a challenge and I adore a challenge. <laughs> and oh, my God, I'm beside myself with jealousy. Yeah. Oh it's, a, it's a collector's item and you could also get a, a crystal one as well. But oh. I can't imagine many, many people flocking for the, <laughs> the, the Linda Evans one as opposed to the... Joan Collins once. Oh my god, they, she's so wonderful. wonderful. I love how we gave not a single hoot for the listeners at that point. We were so shocked and so pleased. And you were like, you know what, I'll just do your job for you guys. <laughs> Tell what, what you can see here is, we were just like... <laughs> oh my god, I saw Joni in uh, Panto a couple of years ago. The minute they, I, I really do hope for obviously many reasons because I'll be going to see the RVT's panto written by your good mm. self. But if mm. they can crack out a panto with Joni in time for this year, oh, I'm going every night. <laughs> She's mm. brilliant. I mean, Joan, I actually uh, met Joan Collins. <gasps> I, um, I know, so oh, I'll just throw those out. Oh, yeah, out. don't worry. <laughs> when I met, yeah, when I met Joan, I, um, I did an MA in screenwriting and producing a few years ago, oh, wow. and back of that, I did some sort of did some work for a while in film production, just basically assisting a producer called Sarah Sulik, who was a tutor of mine, who's a great film producer. And Fab. I worked had a, a, a role, an associate producer role on a feature film that she did called Honey Trap a few years ago. But then the next film that her company made and that she produced was called Time of Their Lives, and it was a kind of road movie about two women who kind of go on a road movie in in later life they kind of go on a jaunt over to france and it stars joan collins and pauline collins and i um i was only really involved in the film kind of leading up to it being made and then doing some of the stuff wrapping up all paperwork stuff when it'd be done um i wasn't involved during the filming but um we did quite a lot of events to kind of attract investors and funders for the film and stuff and Joe, both Joan Collins and Pauline Collins are very good at coming along and kind of meeting people. And I think it was in Century Club and stuff. And so, yeah, so I kind of met 
Joan and Joan and Pauline Collins a couple of times, you know, sort of said hello and kind of how are you and showed them or whatever. And they were very, very lovely, very, very polite, very smiley. I mean, Joan Collins had like it was like a wall of makeup. It's <laughs> just like um, she 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 really she really knows how to how to beat slap that it mug. Off. Yeah. Look, look amazing, you know. She you know she she clearly. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's she's sure she's uh, eight. Got to be eight kind of um, something. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's she, amazing. I I rewatched um, all of Dynasty. They were showing it on one of the <laughs> one of the CBS channels or something um, a couple of years ago. Like one episode a day, and I just had it on series record and worked through them because <laughs> the eight Athena the eighties night that I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Eagle, we the posters always have these kind of glamorous kind of eighty shots, and we use Dynasty images quite a lot. Yeah, um, to sort of to talk about the the show, the the night, and promote it. And so, yeah, I watched all of it, and it is just, I mean, her Joan Collins' performance, and that, that the combination of that character, and then how she does it, it like there's nothing comparable. No, no. a masterclass. Um, and you know, and obviously, I think it it. Because I know at the time it came out, it was a, it was sort of a rival show to Dallas, and yeah. I definitely mm. think what elevated Dynasty above other ones that are around, like Falcon Crest, ever was definitely her. Yeah. And you know, yes, because there is, you know, and and there's there's just these they just give her these lines to say in this like there's, there's, there's there was one line where she um, there was some dispute about like Blake was going to adopt their grandson or something so joe so alexis and blake's son's kid and blake and his new wife were gonna adopt it or foster it or look after it or something right. and, and there's a line where she said to her because obviously there's this whole thing where um in in dynasty crystal used to work for blake and that's how they met i think she was a secretary and blah blah, blah. so yeah. so joan collins is always ribbing um alexis is always ribbing her about that and there's a line where she says I, how dare you think you can something like how dare you think you can give my flesh and blood to that ex stenographer? <laughs> and it's just like, like my God, talk about give someone a really unwieldy line to say. Like, I mean, stenographer is such an old-fashioned word anyway. But then say ex stenographer, and she just does it, and then she's like, you think you can give my flesh and blood to that ex stenographer? And just like syllables, and it's just like and. I mean, there's so many sort of double take moments, and also, you know, they, the the guy who did the costumes, Nolan Miller, you know, he was a designer, and he just he did the costumes all for the show. So they were all like, they were all made for the show, and it's like every scene oh. she has a different a- outfit. Oh my and god! And me and my mate Cameron always used to laugh about. There's a scene where um, where her her daughter. Um, what was her name? Amanda, Amanda Carrington. Yes. Um, takes an overdose at Le Mirage, the hotel, and she's on the phone and and she goes and she tells her she's done it and um and Alexis is like I'll be right there and then she the next scene it's the it's at Le Mirage and she's running into the bedroom but she's got a different outfit on. <laughs> 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 like, it's like she's really really worried about her. She's really worried about her daughter. But not worried enough to 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 um to get out of her pajamas or whatever she's wearing. Fashion so, comes first, darling. Absolutely. Um, oh my god, that's hilarious. It is. It is. Keep on giving, watching, watching those old Dynasty episodes. I've got to do that. Oh, I'm going to find it. Got to get it back. Yeah. yeah. We put uh, Murder She Wrote on series record, and that we haven't blocked... got around to starting it again. But it blocked up a lot of our skybox. <laughs> <That> <laughs> took about ninety percent. It's on a lot because it's also it's on a couple of channels. I think it's on mm. like it's on channel or like Five USA, isn't it? Or something. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, Tim, Tim, my husband, who does he does solve along a murder she wrote yeah. um, at the RBC and different different things, which is a great show where he kind of it's really good. He's actually got permission from NBC Universal to do it. Oh and, wow, brilliant! Um, and so it's like it's all above board. So he screens an episode and talks about it and talks about the the the, the cast and and Fab. he has a, a suspiciometer where people <laughs> wave things when there's clues and he has a fameometer to rank who's the most famous guest stars and all these kind of things oh we've got to and, um, come yeah and he joke he jokes about um about you know <laughs> about for each episode that yes you might have actually seen this episode since it's on it's been on every on the hour every hour on channel <laughs> five for the past five years or something it's like 
Um, it's like the talking clock. Yes, it's or the news. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's at 10 p.m. we will watch. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And also, it's just it's just so fun. Like how many episodes is Jessica Fletcher? She's like, she's either arriving to be a guest speaker at something, or yes. she's she's at she's at an old college friend's um, opening of a business, or or <laughs> prize giving for being a senator or something. So she's always like gets in the middle of this big high glamour social scene or yeah. hubbub or something or whatever just is there and then um obviously and you know she doesn't worry about tainting a crime scene does she she's just like straight in there Wading <laughs> in. Through. No, i don't think that, i don't think they had forensics in the in the mid 80s to, to mid 90s no she's crawling on her hands and knees pushing people aside bodies <laughs> We should send her back to like key crimes from history. Yeah, have a stomping like the ripper the, victims. Yeah, ripper victims. OJ just stomping around willingly. Yeah, she'll, she'll sort it out. <laughs> and, and I mean, it was great as well. And I suppose I suppose every generation has this where you have a show that maybe you were aware of, of when you were younger, but didn't necessarily watch a lot, depending on your age. And then it then comes back, and it's kind of you know, and and weirdly, everyone's sort of cultural reference points can kind of be really balanced just by a moment in time like cause apparently there's like lots of um quite young people now are really into murder she wrote because students watching it and i remember nice. um you know i remember when i was a student they started it wasn't long after channel five had started and they were showing prison cell block h in uh, um at like 11.30 or something so yeah. we'd obviously be in the student house we'll come back from the pod, pub and then watch like three episodes of prison cell block h yeah um, and stuff like that, and so you can have almost even if you weren't around at the time, depending on what what was on, you can yeah. kind of still have that as still... a touchstone. Yeah, I had that with Happy Days actually. So they used to show it on Saturday mornings. Yeah, mm. like... Mighty Mouse, the original Mighty Mouse cartoons. Yeah, I used to get up about yeah. four in the morning when I was like six or something. <laughs> Why do kids do that? They're such cunts. <laughs> they really I know. It's just like... <laughs> what do you think? Also, kids probably don't have that. Like the kids probably don't have that pleasure now. They 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 have like a CBeebies thing, which will have some. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's bespoke... always fucking on for them. So, yeah, some bespoke thing made just for kids that are, you know, some or some like. Sound and light stimulation yeah. cartoon specifically yeah. that. Personalised broadcasting. The screens per that child. are installed in the back of their eyelids will just <laughs> yeah. turn from yeah, exactly. night into day at yeah. nine a.m. Yeah, we exactly. remember the test card, well, don't we? Oh, the test card. Well, they'll just they'll just be like, oh, I'm not watching telly. I've got my iPad. Yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. what's telly? <laughs> I'm yeah. monitoring my stocks. Give me a <laughs> <Yeah>. break. <laughs> oh my god! I've got to see how many subscribers I've got on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> youth. <laughs> The youth. Have you seen the, that whole YouTube channel of that? There's that like he's a massive YouTuber. He's a little boy. I think he's Japanese, and he basically opens presents. And like, there's this whole thing about like, I know there's all sorts of weird people doing weird things on YouTube, but it's like kids like getting new toys and like yeah. unboxing them and then reacting to them, and then that that's a video. And he now has his own like has his own like like sort of chat show, I think, or kind of like. <laughs> game show and he's probably about eight now do people bring him presents and like, yeah and it's just like my god what a you know that's not <laughs> that's insane I mean, it's not on <laughs> yeah it's like i mean what what's what, what where's he got to go in life yeah. you know? <laughs> i get paid to unbox videos yeah. I've got unboxed presents eight. <laughs> since the age of since the age of four i've been on a daily basis given a present <laughs> yeah. which i've opened and then been paid loads of money for people watching me doing it it's like <laughs> Right. Yeah. He's going to go through life like some sort of pampered, inbred royal in the 17th century. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my present? No, no, you don't get presents every day. I do. I do. I do. Where's the camera? Yeah, exactly. What's going on? Does it get more on Christmas and birthdays or is it just every day is present day? Oh, yeah. Well, Christmas probably would have to be a bumper special, wouldn't it? The little YouTube. Yeah, he does a Christmas special. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, everyone does. Him sort of glum. Yeah, they should give him like an old school British stocking and have him him react. Into getting an orange, yeah. out from, like a Satsuma, yeah, like a, a, a Satsuma and a wooden soldier, yes. bag of chocolate coins, <laughs> yeah, from Marxes that have gone a bit melty because they've right. been near the Christmas tree lights. What Marxes specific trauma? <laughs> Get it very clear where your parents shop. Marxes only for their bits. No one does the big shop at Marxes. <laughs> is that Mighty Boosh that he says? It that? is, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
It's so true, isn't it? Only for only for a bit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're an Aldi household. We've we made no secret of it. We're strictly Aldi. <laughs> I always I always joke about the sort of like middle class London thing is like doing your your little shopping with a waitrose back for life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or or going to going to Lidl like we do and getting an Uber back. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so good. It's, it's too much to carry on the bus. <laughs> Such a lot, isn't it? Yeah. And handily, little champagne is only eleven pounds, so true, yeah. you can live a champagne lifestyle and get your Ubers. They also <laughs> do like they, I don't know if it's Lidl or Aldi do a, an Aperol, a really cheap Aperol Ooh. called Bitterol. <laughs> that sounds like Lidl's work. They love to rename something. Yeah, I love it. What was the? Oh, Morinov is Morrison's Morinov vodka, is Morrison's own brand vodka, yeah. With that little lot, little of. <laughs> when I first when I first went to a Lidl a few years ago, when I was living over in East London, there was one in Bow, and I used to go there. Um, and I wasn't living with my with, with Tim, my, who was my boyfriend at the time. We weren't living together, but um, I used to if he'd come round, I'd done a shop, I'd be like, I'd show him the receipt and be like, look at this, and I'd hide <laughs> the mat and be like, look what this is all the things I bought. And I guess how much it is, and he'd be like, you know, oh, I don't know, like ninety pounds. I'd be like twenty five. <laughs> We still do that. We still do that. We fetishise Aldi so badly. Sometimes I will go to the big Sainsbury's up the road just so I can come back and be like, look how expensive it was <laughs> to Aldi. <laughs> Oh, oh, great fun. Well, now everyone knows how that we're as glamorous as Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, more so. Um, we'll have a little break and then we come back, we'll get back into part two of the, the greatest diva of all time. What? Well, if you've not heard part one of our deep dive into the diamond diva herself, Dame Shirley Bassey, go back to hear all about her triumphant ascent to greatness from childhood trauma, teen pregnancy to pink champagne quaffing Monte Carlo tax exile. Exiled from Britain, living very happily with her children and husband Sergio, who, by the way, was nearly two metres tall. That's massive, isn't it? It is massive. I'm about Ooh. 1.6, I think, and I'm 5'11". I don't really do it in metres. I don't know. But... He, he would have been quite handy in the first stages of lockdown easing. <laughs> he wouldn't That's he? Right, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just get him, to, get him to lie down flat to get you two metres distance. <laughs> so if you could strap his feet to your front, so he's always <laughs> yes. ahead. Yeah, exactly. head is, is as far as you can come. <laughs> it's the perfect yardstick, Sergio. Yeah. He'd be lying outside a park saying, please stay this far away. <laughs> Um, but he also started managing her and in 1968 she performed La Vita an Italian song at the San Remo festival this would later transform via English lyrics by Norman Newell into This Is My Life one of my favourites I love Mm -hmm. I love that song gorgeous did she do it at the Glasto set? I can't remember I've seen I've seen some pretty iconic live performances but I can't remember if she did it at that one or not oh it's just it it, it does have an intrinsically European-ness to it yes it it makes sense that it's Italian Mm. oh love it Uh, Sergio and DSB adopted a son, Mark, who is referred to in interviews of the time as having been by birth Shirley's great nephew I don't know I couldn't find much about that but that was like oh, okay that's a fact uh, <laughs> sadly mark and dsb have gone through several periods of estrangement over the years after he sold stories about her to the press and mark is now also estranged from his own daughter who was on the audition stage of the x factor in the mid 2000s don't know if you Ooh. saw that paul no, <laughs> no. so hang on you know, you know, no go on do you know who she was she what yeah you can find it because they made quite a big deal out of it but it was a bit awkward why did was, she come on and say my grandma is Shirley Bassett well the, the the researchers obviously done the due diligence they were like we've got Shirley Bassett's granddaughter and she was fine it was a, she had a bit of a sort of John Lewis Christmas ad voice um, yeah and they were expecting like DSP. bassy vocals yeah, and yeah. Um, but um, yeah that's that is a bit awkward isn't it because yeah, I'm sure with that, with the weight of expectation about Can you, know, you imagine? your grandma is one of the biggest belters of <laughs> yes. the 20th, 21st century. Exactly. Um, and yeah, like, go on. Just over to you. Yes. <laughs> what, what are you going to sing for us now? <laughs> <laughs> You'd either have to like brass bollocks it and go in and do Goldfinger or yeah. be completely different. Like she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what be completely different? Are you a bit shit? <laughs> Give us a Christmas voice. Uh, 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 all, oh. that, all that kind of you know like just I know the words. yeah yeah it's like oh that was, that was a real trend for that for a while wasn't it just oh. like 
slow down, breathy version of the minute. And it's just like, oh, please. Absolutely like, dire. Yeah. I didn't, don't remember John Lewis' advert last year, but I feel like they've grown out of that a bit now, haven't they? Because they did about five years in a row where they just took a famous pop song yeah. or like a sort of slightly edgy pop song. So it'd be like yeah. a Smith song or yeah. something. Yeah. And then they do a breathy acoustic guitar yeah. version of it. Yeah. I wanted, at the beginning of lockdown, I, I was campaigning for them to do um, one of Joe Exotics for for, uh, for John Lewis Christmas. But <laughs> to be honest, it feels like that was about a year ago anyway. So. Isn't it? Oh, it is that thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. what? About that, would thing. that would have been like March, wouldn't it? Be? Yeah. March, April. And yeah. it does seem like so long ago, all that. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. I know, I know. I'd totally forgotten about him. And that I was Joey's obsessed. <laughs> like, it's all I thought about for about a month. I know, yeah. I know. No. Oh my God. Time moves very I quickly. I cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, although, do you know who's rumoured to be playing her in the film? Oh, I did, but I've forgotten. Tell me. They are quarantining currently with Jedward. It's Tara Reid. <laughs> Oh really? Yes. This is in the Kate McKinnon produced version. Yeah, I thought Kate McKinnon was. Or maybe there's her. two different ones, but yeah, Tara Reid is in talks to play Carol Baskin. I heard that Kate McKinnon was producing a, or had been for a while, even before the documentary, ah. been in talks about producing a film where she was going to play Carol Baskin. Can't be uh. too many. I mean, there can be too many. Is Nicholas Cage going to be Joe's? Right. Yes, which yeah. is actually really good. That's casting, great casting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely off the chain. God, he loves an edgy Mullet. choice, doesn't he? He loves yeah. a punchy choice. <laughs> He really does. <laughs> Can't like wait. Marrying Elvis's daughter. For a day? Less than a day. Uh, anyway, we've got off track. We've gone very much <laughs> off track. Where were we? So the marriage to Sergio was to end acrimoniously in 1978. Shirley has said of her significant relationships, they were called Mr. Bassey. It's very difficult for a woman who's successful. Is that a hard relate, Tom? It really is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not just uh, Shirley Bassey's husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They've at least got a surname. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. However, he did act as her manager throughout probably her most professionally successful career. She began 1970 with a TV special entitled Shirley Bassey Meets the Younger Generation, <laughs> which I'm feeling currently very attacked by <laughs> because at the time <laughs> she was 33. <laughs> oh Who were the younger generation, Shirley? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shirley meets the children. (laughs) Not you, you old bastard. No. She she followed Shirley Bassey meets some fetuses with a record-breaking run of performances at the Talk of the Town nightclub and released her album Something, showcasing a stylistic move away from pop towards contemporary songs and arrangements. Her Mm. version was was a bigger hit than the Beatles of Something. Mm. And the album also featured her cover of um, uh, Light My Fire. Which oh, is, I mean, I'm, that is, oh. that is amazing. Even now, it's like really funky when you play that. It's just mm. like really like, you know, it's kind of, wow, 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 Yeah. And then, yeah, and then at the end, she literally goes, like my fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So good. I lo- any kind of phrase, any song that uh, helps the bassy phrasing where they sort of, she sort of falls away at the end is my yeah. absolute <laughs> You like, know that I would be untrue. Yeah. <laughs> I'd I be a liar. Th- I'm obsessed. <laughs> I don't think she could throw away, but it's very much necessary. Yeah, she's, it has the oral equivalent of her shrugging off the first stole as she ends the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you get the big note. She's giving you everything. Takes a sip of champagne, blasts <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. There so you go. 1971. <laughs> It's back to Bond with Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> Paul, as a Bond song, how does it compare, do you feel, with uh, the earlier Goldfinger? We'll get to I For me, I think G- Goldfinger is instantaneously or instantly um, iconic and just yeah. like, wow. And, it, and it, it's a proper signature tune. Right. Yeah. But there is definitely something about Diamonds Forever that's a bit more sort of slinky and... Mm. Um, and sort of mysterious and I kind of think possibly suits the Bond brand and maybe her a little bit more because it's kind of like mm. it starts off quite slow and it's kind of like a little bit spooky and kind of yeah it, it's it's an incredible song oh, and yeah. of course she's perfect for it yeah oh. I would say kind of uh Goldfinger is the of the Bond yeah. theme whereas this is the yes yeah it's just it's the slink as you say Paul it's that slinky sassiness that she 
And I think it's also possibly a little bit, I mean, Goldfinger is great but in terms of the narrative. Mm. I mean, she's, she's singing about a man, isn't she? And, and this, whereas Diamonds Forever is a little bit more like, you, you get a bit of a sense like, well, it's a bit more about, you know, she, she, she actually knows something about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, she, she, she can talk about diamonds and, you know, and exactly. round my, wrap my round my little finger and caress yes. them and do whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. It, Almost like a Bond song that's written from the perspective of the Bond girl. Yeah. Which mm. is probably quite... Pretty rare. Actually, they're always kind of, I suppose, Goldfinger's well, about... talking about Goldfinger, but yeah. from the perspective of a woman, I think, isn't it? They're always desiring Bond, aren't they? That's the kind of the, the staple. Interesting with Bond songs is one of them, which was Chris Cornell, who oh, did yeah. you Know My Name. That's right. Um, that Quantum of Solace. Uh, which was from the, the, the sort of rubbish of one of the new ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quantum of Quantum Solace. Solace. Yeah, yeah. Quantum whatever of whatever, sorry. <laughs> the, 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 one, the one about oil and... Just... and, and and a, a hotel, a hotel in the desert made of highly flammable hydrogen, yeah. like that, that one. Yeah. one, yeah. And I think Hannibal um, turns up at some point, oh. doesn't he? Or? Yeah, it's <laughs> like. Sense. But that 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 song, interestingly, is called "You Know My Name," and um, and the assumption is it's all very, it's about Bond because he's like Bond. But actually, in the lyrics, it's actually death. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like it, where it's like um, I, I don't know the words, but it's mm. kind of I can't recall them, but they're kind of like. Um, you know who I am, and I, I'm quite always quite close to you, kind of thing. Oh, so. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah good distinction. All right, I mean, Chris. As yeah. well. Look, I'm sure we'll get on to talking about it in a bit, but um, when we do, Lord knows what a Moonraker is <laughs> and, that, and what what, <laughs> what what narrative is going on there. <laughs> if only they got Chris Cornell before he passed. Like, yeah. that would just have him take a look at Moonraker. <laughs> yeah. See what you yeah. can do, man. Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> Incredible. So the 1970s was DSB's decade for television. Uh, she did her first of two This Is Your Life's, starred in the Morecambe and Wise Christmas show, and had two series of The Shirley Bassey Show. Mm. Uh, I just get a bit like the Charlotte Church show. <laughs> yeah, kind of more or less. Yeah, yeah which I mean, is great. Welsh singing icons getting yeah, their own talk show. a bit show. like the Cher show with fewer skits. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's the best thing about the Cher show. And lo- skits. lots yeah. of sort of like numbers in locations, like on a boat and stuff. <laughs> yeah. kind of. Like James McDonald. I was about to say, not too far from cruising with Jane McDonald, which I mean, I love cruising with Jane Jane McDonald. I think she is so, like, there's a amount of times I've been feeling a bit sad or a bit whatever or a bit hungover and you turn it on and she just, because she's just so, so sweet and funny and just Mm. natural. And then when she does her little numbers at the end of the song, she always does a kind of like, you know, like, um, yeah, she'll, she'll sing, she, you know, she's an Argentina, so she'll sing, sing something from Evita and yes. kind of stuff like that. But, um, the more tenuous the link, the more I'm here for it as yeah. well. <laughs> Be like, I'm in, yeah, uh, I'm in France, so I'm going to do... <laughs> Uh, I yeah. don't speak French, but girls are loud. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. because, and then she'd be like, because I don't. You know, I don't. <laughs> yes, so it's yeah. perfect, really. At the end. <laughs> yeah, that... I was, I was gonna say, say we did a whole episode on Jane McDonald, but the uh, yeah, that was a couple of months ago. Yeah, you had the time of your life oh, researching it. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? She's great. I was going to say that. Um, that the Shirley Bass show, it was a very sort of seven. I mean, obviously, yeah, you mentioned it was like the Cher show and that, and it was kind of variety, wasn't it? It was yes. kind of more, more variety, but also there's all that thing about, yeah, just like these sort of like stage numbers where trying to get out of the studio and be on a on, just always when when I think I've only seen snippets of that show, but it always yeah. seems to be like you're singing something on a boat, exactly. whilst people yes. kind of, yeah. Um, they, the the Beeb love that, they love an outside broadcast, don't they? Like Annika Rice's career, yeah, was being mm. on a moving piece of transport somewhere outside the BBC, <laughs> yeah. So 1977 also marked 20 years for DSB as a recording artist for which she received an EMI award and a Brit award for best British female solo artist in the previous 25 years, uh, which is notable as 77 was, of course, defined by punk. Yeah. Which is, yeah, honouring Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Uh, We get some good stuff here. In 78, Dame Shirley Bassey pled guilty to being drunk and disorderly after, quote, shouting abuse in the street and pushing a policeman. And quite frankly, that's what I'm here for with a diva. Just like years of consistent excellence and then getting twatted on pink champagne and being shovey with a rosa. Like, I'm absolutely... <laughs> Why yeah, not? Like, you know, it's like... And, you know, it's the right point in the career. It's not like, you know... Yeah. Gemma Collins having a kebab in the gutter. You know, yeah. like... 
after the first the season, you know, after the ITV awards or whatever they, you know, the National Soap Awards or yeah. whatever, you know, after the first season of whatever, it's like, yeah, you know, she's she's earned the right to yeah. to get a bit a bit tiddly and a little bit, you know, yeah. it's a bit Larry. She's done twenty years. Yeah, she yeah. can't really go down. I mean, she's she's done it by that point. Everything yeah. else is uphill. Fuck it. So why not? Yeah, <laughs> push the filth. Yes, yeah, amazing. Push the filth. Brilliant. So she was back on the straight and narrow in 1979, divorced from Sergio, and once again, the voice of Bond for 79's, as you mentioned, Moonraker. So that's the triptych, Paul. For now. Oh, yeah, for now, depending on what happens. Uh, so Moonraker, yeah, how did you feel? How does it compare to the other two? I mean, it, I, I must, I must uh, confess, I was quite. I came to that song quite late. I yeah. think. Mm. I think for quite a while. I didn't even really know there was a third Bassy Bond song. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, it's I, much I, less iconic, isn't it? Yeah, and I first I first got on Shirley Bassey when I was at, at uni, and my really good friend Heather kind of it sort of introduced her to me, and I'd only ever known Shirley as, oh, sorry, Dame Shirley as the remembering on the on the Morecambe and Wise thing where yes. she's trying to sing and they're they're moving her feet and doing all sorts of whatever. So so yeah, so and obviously it's not something if you then get you know best of Shirley Bassey or listen, you know, there's all sorts of different compilations whatever. Moonrake has never really one that pops <laughs> no. up. On it. No. Um, but it's it's a it's a nice track, and there's also a sort of like um, on the soundtrack for that film. There's also a sort of bit of a souped-up disco version of it that's quite that's quite good. That's oh, like, I yeah, that's found a that. Like, yeah, so it's again, it's just I mean, call the film something else, or, <laughs> or yeah. you don't have. To, you don't have to have, you know, there's also like, you know, like for example, Octopussy. Yes. Yeah. The, the song from that was, um, um, or was it All Time High? Yes. That's it. Yeah. Or, or what was the, what it's was not, the Sheena Reason one? It's not Lulu, is it? No. No, Rita, Rita Coolidge, I think, oh. did All Time High. Oh, yeah. Um, you should know this. Yeah, we and did. Sheena, what did Sheena Reason do? Oh God! Oh, for your eyes only. Yes, yeah. so that. For your yeah. eyes only. When, yeah. when when the films comes on, of course, I'm like for your eyes only. Great, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. Diamonds yeah. of Forever. Great. When yeah. it's called Moonraker, or even like Thunderball, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Tom Jones. You, it's, it's like you know you've got these like Welsh icons, Tom and Tom and, and Dame Shirley. And you give them like Moonraker and Thunderball. Tom like, to dry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless the the opening lyric is Moonraker, I barely know her. Then I'm not interested <laughs> in how that song goes. Uh, what's the one that um, uh, nobody does it better for? Like the man with the Spy Love Me, of course, because yeah. she references yeah. it in the song, doesn't she? I'm giving you yeah. a little taste yeah. here, but listeners, if you are interested in our completely uninformed takes on all of the Bond songs, please scroll back through the episodes and find our little deeper energy where we went through all of them. <laughs> Apart from the ones we couldn't be asked with, like. Oh, the Coldplay one? Yeah. No, that was the Super Bowl. Oh. What was the one we? Coldplay didn't do a Bond song. <laughs> I mean, I actually on my on my Athena eighties radio show last week, I talked about. Um, I always talk about a movie movie theme every week and kind oh, of that's play cool. it. And because you know, eighties were so good for kind of like songs would have like a big, you know, they'd have a big soundtrack song. Yes, and yes. And you know, they'd have a video that was kind of themed to it and had footage from it, and it was like the song would play. At the, you know, and it was like a really big thing. Like think about like Top Gun and all those. Yes, sorts. yeah. Um, and actually, um, apparently, uh, View to a Kill initially came about because Duran uh, Duran were at a, some party, some after party or something, and um, John Taylor was a bit a bit tipsy and went up to um, Cubby Albert Cubby Broccoli, oh, um, the, 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 big, the big producer, the big sort of cheese of kind of um, Bond films, and yeah, said, yeah. "Oh." Why don't you get someone decent to record a Bond song? Oh <laughs> I think he said it sort of half jokingly, but I think that started a conversation, and then they ended up getting, um, yeah, getting getting the gig. That's how they did it. That's oh so funny God. as well because I always think of that song as like the probably not the obviously not the only one because now since then it's been quite a theme. But like the first cool Bond song, like not that mm. like Shirley's yeah. aren't amazing, but they're so classy and so yeah. like of the yeah, kind of era. Think, it's the first pop think, song that yeah. I felt. And I think actually that move to get them to do it was was exactly that. It was kind yeah. of, because I mean, I suppose like someone, you know, even people like obviously Dame Shirley was popular and obviously Sheena Easton was probably a bit more edgy at the time, yeah, but she sure. was a sort of ballad. So to actually get a sort of like yeah. alternative wave band to do it because obviously then aha then did the next one yeah, and stuff sure. and then and there was this thing in the 90s where with bond songs um 
it was almost like people would sort of audition and sort of submit songs. So there's like lots of kind of indie bands who have a have a Bond song that was never made. So really? um, Pulp have one. Oh my god! Um, Are they on YouTube or on like um, B side compilations or something? Yeah, like they'll be they'll be yeah they're around. Most of them would then have become just album tracks for them or B sides or right. rarities, whatever. Um, you know, nowadays nothing nothing doesn't get released when yeah. you know when you've got a load of when you've got a load of Gen Gen Xs who will happily spend forty pounds on a deluxe yeah. coloured vinyl <laughs> with some old tracks on it. Um, and yeah, like Saint Etienne, who are a band I really like. They yeah. did, I think they did one called Tomorrow Never Dies. And yeah, there's a, so it was quite oh, a lot wow. of yeah. I, I could see them for that that film as well. Yeah, for that song as well. Yeah, Cheryl Crow wasn't it? Cheryl Crow that yeah. one. Yeah, but I could see Saint Etienne doing a good job of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, their, their song, the song's a completely different song. It's like mm. they weren't, they weren't, um, whereas I think, I think nowadays they're not going to really, you know, I don't think they're going to worry. They're going to just say, like, choosing Billie Eilish was yes. a, a yes. smart move. That's yeah. like, she's got great crossover appeal, bringing the younger audience. Yeah. And also, like, classy, jazzy-wazzy situation appeal. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Have you read, have you read Elton's bi- autobiography? No, I haven't. There's a great story about Duran Duran in that. I think it's basically like the the peak of Elton's Coke years came from a night out with Duran Duran on the Vodka Tonics. And he like ends up dressed as a clown, like stranded in Calais or something. I can't quite remember, but it's absolutely amazing. You loved that book, didn't you? I fucking devoured it. It was so good. Well, we have come to the 80s, your favourite favorite decade, Paul. Amazing. So it's eventful, this one for Shirley. She does enter a period of semi-retirement, which, as diva connoisseurs will know, basically means I'll do it if I can be asked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Le Cage Fall, uh, the Jerry Herman musical, hit Broadway in 1983, and Gloria Gaynor released her version of the iconic mm. anthem, I Am What I Am. And DSB did her version the year after in 1984. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what a diva do. Yeah, I see. Oh, I see another lady doing a song. I'll do that too. <laughs> I'll do it too. <laughs> uh, do you have a preference of the two? Um, I think. I mean, I know I, I, I'm much more familiar with the with the Dame Shirley version. Yeah. Oh. And then I think I think then the Gloria Gaynor one is a bit more of it's 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 just a bit lighter and a bit more sort more of funky of and history. But I think they're both. I think they're both distinctly within their own sort of camps of the stuff that they do, that yeah. they're not really, um, yeah, they don't, I don't think they really need to compete with each other. So, um, no. yeah, I'd have, probably have to say the Shirley just yeah, for the, yeah. and also because, I mean, I've actually seen her perform live in concert a few times. Oh. And when she does that, it's just like, always say for the end, always say for the encore oh, and, the, wow. you know, and just puts everything into it and really theatrical and kind of, um, yeah. I'd it's love a, to see that. That's a I hairs on love, the back of the neck yeah, moment, isn't it? Yeah. That would be... And she also, she also in her concerts, I mean, I, I've probably seen her... I think I saw her at the Royal Festival Hall the first time in about 1997 or 98. Oh, wow. And then I've seen her in Brighton Centre and um, I think also at Wembley. So I've seen her perform yeah. in big concerts three times. And there's always this sort of thing where, like, they clearly arrange for, like, sort of super fans in the fan club to, like, at various points, present her with gifts. So kind of like, you know. <laughs> like the Japanese like, boy. Great people who allowed it. And, <laughs> yeah. and me and my friend said, and it was, and it's quite, and it, it's lovely because clearly they're mad, and it's obviously been arranged because, you know, there would be probably hundreds of people giving the stuff. So it's all like the front row and someone come over and she'll take it, you know. <laughs> but we, me and my friend were laughing at some point. We were expecting them to like bring someone in a wheelchair and then her like touch them and then, then walk. <laughs> like, it's this kind of like, yeah. sort of like worship, worship at the dame's feet. Someone starts um, speaking in tongues. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh dear. Now I'm afraid I am going to bring the mood down a bit here because um, 1985 is a terrible year for Dame Shirley. And I'm also yeah. going to provide a quick trigger warning for anybody. Um, I'm going to make reference to death by suicide. So if you need to, mm. please do skip ahead for approximately a minute or two. So Samantha, the daughter Dame Shirley Bassey gave birth to during her marriage to Kenneth Hume, was found dead in the River Avon. An open verdict on her tragic death was recorded at the time with supposition of suicide, but Dame Shirley has always maintained that Samantha could not have taken her own life. Uh, Speaking in 2010, Dame Shirley told The Guardian Weekend that she had never believed her daughter had killed herself. 
Listen, if somebody jumped off, this is what annoys me with the press because it's a more sensational story. If she jumped off the bridge, all her bones would have been broken, but there was not a bone broken. In fact, she did not have a mark on her. So if anything, I'm suspicious about her death. They said she didn't have a mark on her and she didn't have any water in her lungs. So if somebody's drowning, they gasp, don't they? She said to the Guardian. Specific claims were made relating to a convicted killer who had been heard to boast of his involvement in Samantha's death, but it was concluded in 2010 by Avon and Somerset Police that there is no evidence of any criminal act involved. The resultant trauma of losing her daughter caused Dame Shirley to lose her voice and retreat from the spotlight. It's obviously like it's an absolutely horrific thing to happen. And when you read that Guardian article, I mean, I thought it was really revealing because she, she almost... She clearly feels like she's been tricked into talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm going, the interview's over. And she just she just doesn't want to talk about it. Obviously, you wouldn't want yeah. to. But um, that's the first time she'd come out with that quite a sensational claim. Yeah. Um, horrific, awful. Mm. So sad. Yeah. yeah. So the early to mid-90s represent a bit of a commercial and critical lull for DSB. The voice, following extensive rehabilitation after the trauma of Samantha's death, is still superb. But the music is... Well, it's a bit shit. Uh, until 1997's collaboration with the Propellerheads, History Repeating, mm. which I think we can all agree is a banger. Such a banger. Oh, it's incredible. What Iconic a song. song as well, like for that part of her career. Like if you think about where it's been used as well, it was it was Graham Norton's music yeah, for a long tune, time. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of adverts as well, yeah, wasn't it? I think. Sex and the City yeah. used it. Like it, it's just... Yeah. Oh. In fact, I think that she should have launched a, a, a case against Jerry Halliwell for Look At Me after um, the prep. Uh, <laughs> it's a dead rip-off, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I could, I could see that. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, an, it's an incredible track, and I just oh. think it's that, um, it's just perfect for her. And isn't it's that, it? you know, and it, and it seemed to happen quite a lot in the 90s as he's sort of like kind of geeky, sort of like quite cool um, sort of like dance acts that yeah. really like to collaborate and stuff, you know, because obviously she then, off the back of that, there was then the remix album, yes. which, um, yes. which was all, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, it was all like people like propeller heads and yeah. kind of big, big people, um, doing stuff and it. Yeah. And it, it was great. And it's, and I think, I guess in a way that when you work in with an old school diva like her yeah it must be a gift to be like imagine if we can do a track that has shirley bassey's voice on it that's like what you know there's, an, there's another producer who who when she actually yeah when she had her last album there was lots of different producers worked on it yes. i think pet shop boys and different people kind of yeah yeah sure it yeah they, they know how to use yeah. a diva don't they like dusty and yeah. liza yeah. like yeah yeah yeah, history history repeating is, and just you know, in the video, she's got a, like gold frock on, and it's just kind of yeah, it's brilliant. Just pure iconography, isn't it? Like from the minute, you're like this, this is a return to form and a return to reclaim the kingdom, which she sort of does yeah. every so often, which I uh, adore. And um, in part one, we did speak about Dame Shirley's incredibly difficult childhood in Wales and how synonymous she is with the Tiger Bay area of Cardiff. However, until the late 90s, there was actually quite a froideur between Cardiff and its most famous export, probably to do with aforementioned childhood trauma and her being a tax exile, which is not exactly likely to go down that well with the land of my socialist fathers. Uh, however... In 1999, she performed the official song for the Rugby World Cup, World in Union, with Bryn Terfel mm. at the opening ceremony at the Millennium Stadium, Cardiff, wearing a gown yeah. based on the Welsh flag. Yeah. Yes. Do you, have you seen it? Do you remember it? Yes. It's, it's very sparkly, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's just, I am Welsh. I'm, I'm draped in the flag. How dare you not yeah. worship me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was clutched to the proverbial Welsh bosom once more. Yep, and yeah. another great honour followed in 1999 as she was recognised by Madame Tussaud. Now we've got some images we're going to share with you now, Paul, to get your live them. reactions to uh, <laughs> Bassie's Tussauds imagery. Now, I don't... I love a shit waxwork. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of my favourite things. Um, but these are... Do you know what? They're not the worst... But they're not the best. So you do share screen, my love. There we go. I'll let you let you see what you think, Paul. So there we go. Right, we have how now. Do you feel about this? How do you feel about these images? Oh, um, <laughs> that's Blackpool. That one we've really zoomed in on, which it's, is um, it's a little bit. It just seems a little bit oddly proportioned, doesn't it? That, yeah. It seems like 
It seems like her head's not quite big enough for her features. Yes. And I mean, obviously that the the other one, the one where she's got the the one where she's the gold one. Yeah, the gold one. That's yeah. a bit. That's a bit more. Yeah. The Blackpool one just looks a bit melted, doesn't it? It's like Yeah. It's kind of yeah. she's kind of leaning too into her hip. She's kind of collapsed. Yeah. Oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, whereas yeah, the the gold one she's Yeah, that one there's a picture of her yeah, listener again, with her with her fun. gold one where she's pulling a face that I think says seriously. <laughs> 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 but she's not she's not she's, you know, she's not going to kick off, but she's not thrilled. It's like anything like No. No, it doesn't look anything like her at all. <laughs> well, I don't know about you two, but that all that chat about two swords has put me in the mood for a baby bell. Uh, so should we have a little break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so in 2000, Dame Shirley Bassey officially became Dame Shirley Bassey, which was effectively mm. just officially recognising what we all already knew. Um I guess part of being a dame is having to give a shit about the royals. So in 2001, Bassey was the principal artist at the Duke of Edinburgh's 80th birthday celebration. And I had to, it took me a while to do that maths. He's 99. Fucking hell. Ooh. How wow. is he still alive? Damn. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say a word like Nosferatu or anything like that. But like, it's kind of... Yeah. yeah, it is that, isn't it? Yeah, Funny. pickled by hate. Yeah, hereditary privilege and uh, yeah, and hatred. Horrendous. Awful cocktail. I suppose, of it, I suppose it depends. I suppose it depends where you are in the royal line and how royal you are. And I suppose it's the balance of you can probably live to a very, very old age if you've got a very privileged life. Yeah, and not too far into the incestuous gene pool that you've got <laughs> lots of kind of like. Um, <laughs> Lots of hereditary illnesses and conditions and stuff because yeah, exactly. <laughs> of overbreeding. <laughs> the perfect moment. Of, yeah, enough enough privilege, but not like you have a heavily shortened life. Yeah, you can hold yeah. your neck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like a sort of goose or a swan. <laughs> Tiny leg. <laughs> right in two thousand and three, uh, that marked fifty years of DSB in showbiz, and she held a gala charity auction of her stage costumes at Christie's. Dame Shirley Bassey, 50 Years of Glittering Gowns, which raised £250,000 for the Dame Shirley Bassey Scholarship at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama and the Noah's Ark Children's Hospital Appeal. So, should we should we just chat a little bit about... The fashion. A bit of the fashion and the, the looks, the mm. gowns. It's, they're just so synonymous with her, aren't they? They, they are, and you, you kind of can see why, at that point in her career, she would probably need an auction because... The storage, oh. of, you know, they're not, you know, She's not made of money. Big but, yellow. Yeah, it's Add like up. when, yeah, exactly, exactly. Big yellow, you know, with the with the with the feathers and the ruffles and the <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess no, it, it, it's great, and she just she just does it brilliantly. And the, the few times I've seen her perform, she yeah, she she'll she always has, of course, she always has a sort of boa moment for oh. when she does um, big spender. Incredible. Um, and, and she, but she always has, you know, she'll come, she'll go off and then come back on with another huge sort of, I guess what, it, if you've got your dress on, I don't know what you put over it, it's like a massive feathered shawl or whatever, yes. just, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. And we, you know, we would be very disappointed if, if she just came out in a pair, in a little black dress or a kind of, Trackers. you know. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think just one occasion, if you were the only people <laughs> to ever see her come out in a pair of trackies or like a velour tracksuit, yeah. like, huh? Okay, I did not expect that. No, <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. And of course, in two thousand seven, Dame Shirley Bassey appeared at a waterlogged Glastonbury, resplendent mm. in a fifty thousand pound Julian McDonald pink dress and the iconic Diamante Wellington boots. Yeah. What a moment! incredible incredible and i kind of think that you know that that living legend slot of glastonbury has kind of now become that's the sort of benchmark really isn't it you kind of you need someone of that quality doing something a bit that they wouldn't normally do and just and yeah 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 the dsb wellies just set it off perfectly it's just like um yeah she and that that was such a fantastic performance i mean you know incredible what a set. Like, what an absolute barnstormer. Come in, yeah. 
announced uh, oh incredible and she gave the impression i think of being really game like being a really sort yeah. of game bird which i don't yeah. think she is <laughs> well, she, you, know, you know when i when i've seen her in concert she always does this thing at the end when she does the encore like there's a bit when she does um big spender where she does a she sort of like you know that bit where in the song where you go pop yeah pop every, and then pop What's her name? I don't pop my cork for every guy I see. That's yeah. It. And she's this thing where she kind of like taps her sort of hip, and and but she also at the same time kind of like will always have like a a sort of side. I'm not very good at describing fashion, but a sort of side cut gown. Yeah. So she'll show a whole bit of leg, and, and she'll and and it's almost like she's sort of almost joking about this sort of like how sort of sexy she can be, you know, despite her her glamour and her age and those kind of things. So oh. and she, and she always does stuff with the boa and stuff as well. So yeah, it's kind of like, and I must say, and I'm going to sound like a bit of a wanker now, but from when I met, the time I did meet well, her and talked come on, you did meet her. Def- <laughs> there was definitely a really playfulness about her. Yeah. And like, like a good like giggle. And I kind of imagine if you were, with her and on the right side of her and she was having a good time and things were going well i would imagine she's probably brilliant company and yes. probably quite hilarious um but yeah no you're definitely doing those that that glass performance just showed wow what what a trooper you just yeah, like exactly really, really kind of... that's what we want from a national treasure isn't it like yeah. gonna get in the trenches think, with you yeah didn't didn't she i think she said their helicopter go, either going in or coming out got in some difficulties or something, and they, for a moment they thought that the helicopter might crash or something. Oh my and, god! Really? Um, yeah, imagine that if we'd oh. lost. I mean, a good if if it, good good last gig, but <laughs> yeah. like, go out with um, a bang. But like, yeah. fucking hell! God, I've never heard that story. That's amazing. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. Thank it, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in 2009, she released the performance featuring collaborations with the great and the good, such as the Mannix and Pet Shop Boys, and the Bland and opportunistic such as Gary Barlow. Presumably, <laughs> they bonded over tax evasion. <laughs> sure, that's what they uh, had to chat That about. is their yeah. their related thing. Fucking Barlow, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I. You know what? I always used to. I didn't like take that that much when they ran the first time. Then when they came back, I kind of quite liked the dad, the sort of dad. Yeah. Dad yeah. And I always thought he was quite a cool guy and, you know, and then the whole tax thing and then the whole, like, constantly, you know, plugging a, you know, a, a, his own, take that musical on a talent show yeah. on TV. And it, it was a while where it was that and then he'd written the, the score for, and actually this is an interesting thing about, about divas and female performers is yeah. that obviously he wrote the, um, Gary Barlow did the, songs for a musical version of Calendar Girl, yes, Girls called right. The Girls. And that came out in the West End and a, a few years ago. Yeah. And um, at the same time, he was uh, creating a Take That musical, which they were doing as a BBC show to audition guys to be in the fictional boy band yes. that were kind of take that in the show. It then turned out later on in the show that actually the, the show was about a group of, of, of female friends who are obsessed with take a band like Take That. And actually the band, if you won this show, you were going to be playing the band in the Take That show. So you didn't actually have a speaking role. You were just kind of the band that came on and sung. Yeah. But what struck me at the time, I was like, we're all, the BBC are paying you to do a, sh- a, a show to cast a show, a show that's going to promote your own back catalogue yeah. and you're going to make a load of money from. Meantime, you actually ha- have another project out which would require a cast of middle-aged women and that would be amazing for the BBC to do one of those How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria or whatever where it's actually for for, for women yes. of different ages, different body types, all that kind of stuff. Not, you know... Yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing, but it's almost like, oh, no, that's that's too risky. We'd yeah. rather just do a jukebox musical and cast that. So that... that And that happened around all this. And I was just like, mm, yeah, yeah, I just think you're... Yeah. That's such a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And that's yeah. that, exactly that. Like, instead of just... I mean, I don't think I, I did see the girls in the end, but it was like... Oh, you just rounded up half of loose women, and we yeah, have, exactly. Like, you could have got some amazing, yeah, older and, MTSs. And in terms of fulfilling the BBC's sort of public broadcast, you know, aims, and also yeah. being a bit more, more diverse, and I kind of think, I mean, probably now it'd be more likely something that that would happen. I think, obviously, post Me Too, I think people are really recognising the opportunities that women have been denied. Yes, particularly in the entertainment industry for yeah. various reasons. What you know. 
Um, but yeah, I just think why, why not just do something like that? Because it would be, be a brilliant thing to do. And then actually, you know, you then get the, all the sort of like local Amdram groups doing it as well and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've heard some of this music from it though. There's this horrific song that called Yorkshire that's like, oh like, and it's like, it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're all in Yorkshire. Da, 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 and it's just like, oh my God, you know, and it's like, just, yeah, not, not a lot of subtlety there. No. <laughs> And he's from Lancashire, so he is know. he? Oh, bullshit. <laughs> he, he also he was doing loads of like you know, I think maybe one day after sort of COVID, people will write a book about you know a list of who was annoying and who wasn't annoying. Yes, and you know, and obviously everyone loves Sophie Ellis Betster because she did a whole kitchen disco thing, yeah. and that was fun. And there's various other things, you know, but like. Gary Barlow, we don't need you doing a Skype duet with some someone every day. Oh, like, I just saw that. Oh, go away, go away. Fuck off. Like, yeah. you just, and it, there was a lot of that with celebrities in lockdown. It's like, are you doing this because you feel like we need cheering up? Yeah. Or are you doing this because you feel like you're not performing and we're not getting to see you and you're not getting to plug something? So it's just like, no, Yeah, exactly. No, Gary. I mean, that anyway, means- we shouldn't let Gary take any more of Dave's no. shows. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck you, Gary Barlow. So the BBC drama Shirley, starring Ruth Negger, was broadcast in mm. 2011. And I bet she was fucked off it wasn't called Dame Shirley. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> she was absolutely livid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she gave a barnstorming performance of Goldfinger, which received a standing O at the 2013 Oscars to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the James Bond movie franchise, proving once yeah. and for all that when it comes to Bond... It's got to be Bassy. It's got to be Bassy. It's got to be Bassy. And she, that performance, she, she, and as I think I mentioned when we were talking the other week, that, you know, Barbara Streisand also performed something at the the same ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Shirley was just like, yeah, again, Goldfinger, you know, not that out of the park, just like that. And, you know, and she, yeah, just just amazing. Superb. Just, oh. She knows, she just knows uh, a moment, doesn't she? She knows how to capture it. She knows 50th, anniversary bond obviously a lot of iconic people have done bond theme yeah. tunes she knows that she's associated with the brand in, yeah. in the same way and she just knows that this is the moment that she just has to take it yeah. with both hands and just yeah. go and she knows how to do that and she can mm. always like she obviously from what you've said in terms of the way that she performs she always turns it on when she mm. has to but she also yeah. knows how to take that to 110 yeah. like there's always yeah. a turn it up to 11 moment with shirley like yeah. when she knows yeah. it counts yeah and i love biz. that in a diva yeah Ugh. And and also no like no one would go anywhere near trying to cover that song. No. Like I mean I'm I I, I don't know if anyone I'm probably like we look on Wikipedia someone has but in terms yeah, of like no. to do that credibly you just would like like yeah. there's no and that's that's quite interesting to have your signature tune as one that like literally nobody nobody could come anywhere near you. That's so true. In terms of singing yeah. It. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, someone like Adele, who's an amazing singer, an amazing performer, and I think quite a lovely personality as well. But yeah. her singing style isn't again, she wouldn't she wouldn't do that with it. So no. yeah, it's um it's it's a it's a great signature tune for it's her. It's perfect. We've tempted faint now. You know there's gonna be a John Lewis version of Goldfinger this year. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine? So against- After the year we fucking had yeah, yeah, just a little kid like opening presents. Is that Japanese kid <laughs> opening presents? Yeah, exactly. Just to the tune of Goldfinger. Goldfinger. <laughs> Her most recent album, Hello Like Before, was released in 2014, which includes a 50th anniversary recording of Goldfinger recreating the original orchestration. And this is our sort of up to date with Dame Shirl. She basically sort of trots out mm. when she wants to sing Goldfinger, and why not? <laughs> Like, you know, she's earned it. Uh, she did a Christmas yep. special in 2016 with shitty old David Walliams. Uh, but we won't hold oh, that against her. Oh, did you audience that? Yes, you were there, of course. That's when she did, when she sang Goldfinger twice back to back. Yeah, because oh. he made her do it again. <laughs> it's like, David, you have one job. This 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 80-year-old woman is about, you know, is, is blurs- almost bur- bursting a blood vessel yes. for three minutes. All you have to do is say 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 a sentence in the right order yeah but you got it wrong so she'll have to do it again yeah exactly because <laughs> he probably had to i don't know do it for himself rather than rip off roll doll <laughs> yeah i can't bear him i was just such i've got such tude with david williams um, uh, she also did the ball and bow tv christmas special uh singing have yourself a merry little christmas with michael ball and alfie bow which is camp in it i mean that's <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> Yeah. I love that double act, Ball and Bow. 
that hinge and bracket. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon and ball. It's, they're quite, they're, it's quite sweet with their mates because they're I love quite it. different, aren't they? They are, yeah. Nafi Bird is quite sort of like northern and sweary, isn't he? Yeah, and, yeah. That's his thing. Isn't and it? Michael, Michael Ball's of a different sort of musical. Yeah. <laughs> have you been? Have you seen him on lock in lockdown doing dances? <laughs> Ball. Is yeah. He- well, he does the thing, doesn't he? When he does his radio show on a, on a Sunday, he yeah. also like films a bit in the studio, I think, which is kind. Of, yeah, that's kind of fine. You that's, know, a bit yeah. of. We won't hold it against him. <laughs> I never know the difference between him and Michael Crawford. Yeah, you can't tell the difference, Kenny. And Michael Bolton, you sent you lump, lump him. He's very different. <laughs> It's those three, yeah. those three Michaels I, I really struggle with. Sh- yeah, it could be a show, The Three Michaels. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, uh, they used to have the three tenors with Plasto Domingo yes. and Paparotti and uh, uh, Jose Carreras. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. the, three, the three Michaels. <laughs> Can you spot which one? <laughs> Tom can't. Tom hasn't got a clue. He's got Michael blindness. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't chuck don't chuck Buble in there. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah, not Mickey Bubbles. Be... Actually, with Mickey Bubbles, that that is a, qu- a quartet to be oh, reckoned yeah. with for the, for the nanas especially. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, my yeah. grandma would buy sixteen copies of that one album. Yeah, who's the yeah. Irish one? The nanas all love. Paul Michaels. Paul Michaels. You heard it here first, guys. Flatley. No, who's the little the little Irish guy that all the nanas love? Oh, Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell, that's oh. it. Yeah. He, he wears a good jumper. Oh, look at his lovely jumper. Oh, look he's at him. He's always people that's always bringing out an album in a jumper sat by a fireplace, <laughs> kind of like. It must be boiling. <laughs> it must be very hot. It's very hot. <laughs> you must lose a ton of weight come Christmas. <laughs> Just sat there sweating it off. Like a turkey. Yeah. In the bath. And that, and that brings us to plugs and hugs, my darling. Have you got anything to plug? Well, I should probably plug on behalf of the Dane, since we did the last show, she has actually announced that she's got a new album coming out. Yes! In, um, um, I, think, I think in November, and I think they're, they're saying it's a, a mixture of classics and some new tracks, and oh. it's her sort of farewell album. But obviously, as you mentioned before, there has been a farewell mm. before, yes. so <laughs> maybe it's not. And apparently it's all been recorded sort of socially distancing and in isolation or whatever, so it'd be Amazing. interesting to see what what comes up from that she's got to be careful um she's got to but, be careful. but for me with, with not the dame um obviously my weekly um athena 80s radio show which yeah. is on Mixcloud. um yeah that's probably all i've really got going on at the moment <laughs> well for now until everything for now. until we're until we're yeah. reopen again and um, yeah thank you so very much my darling it's been, it's been so, so much fun so good. oh no i've really enjoyed it oh, i mean cute. she's i mean you know when you're talking about divas Dame Shirley is the gift that keeps on giving me a reason she for so much. We didn't even get to talk about it for very long. And I'll say now, did you know that in the in the mid eighties she recorded an album of Bond songs of other Bond songs? So it's meant to be an <gasps> album of her all covers. Online there's a version of her singing View to a Kill on a sort <gasps> of like chat show. But apparently the, the album was so um when it was kind of released that she, the, the production on it was so poor quality <laughs> that she demanded it be kind of de- deleted <gasps> and her you know, and whatever. So like Prince's yeah, Black album. Yeah, I was about to say. No way! Yeah. Oh, I, d- I didn't even find definitely that. Definitely go- Google Google View to a Kill because it's her <laughs> sort of singing. I think she's got all these sort of like sort of semi naked dancers as well, <sighs> and she's been all kind of slinky and kind of Bond villain esque. And this would have been probably from about. 85, 86, something like that. So. Amazing. Oh, my God, I'm going to Google that immediately. <laughs> I just realised with View to a Kill, yeah. Grace Jones is in it. Yeah. And she didn't get to yes. do the theme. It's a bit sassy, isn't it? That is sassy. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought well, you that. Know, but you know what Grace Jones did the same year? Grace, This is this is diva-ness for you. Yeah. Grace yeah. Jones, the same year, brought out her album, Slave to the Rhythm, yeah. which is an album made up of eight different versions of the same song. <laughs> <laughs> like... Every song is like a different style version reworking of Slave to the Rhythm. Like, that's, that's that, a deep that's view. And, and yeah, the same year, done View to a Kill. So it was the same year that she jumped off the Eiffel Tower in a black Batwing jumpsuit for Bond. Watched by Christopher Walken. And released an album where she sings the same song eight times. 
<laughs> not mad at it. I can't wait to come, Jones. I don't know whether she just maybe she only had to go into the recording studio once and they did all the rest otherwise. But Incredible! Yeah. That is big diva energy. It really is. Especially how many people you, when you used to buy uh, a single and it would have about sixteen different versions of the same yeah. song. Yeah. It's a single. This is an album. Yeah. She's like, no, this is yeah. the album. But it was it was, it was a massive project with like Trevor Horn and stuff. But also, and now she, when she sings that live, she quite often does it whilst who. Hula hooping oh, the yes. entire song. Oh, is that the one? She yeah, does oh. because she can. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck Still it. got it. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> I've got her on my t-shirt. Yeah, you have the above my fag hanging out her mouth. <laughs> above my heart, where she belongs. Oh. Amazing. Oh, darling, thank you so much. It's been an absolute oh, hoot. What a treat. You are the best. This podcast is a Dark Matters production. If you think we're worth a gold finger, then don't forget to like and subscribe. If you find us to be less diamond, more cubit zirconia, then get, get in, in the, the sea! sea. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Thanks, sweetie. Bye! Bye. 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 Zoom face! Zoom face! <laughs> Dreamboat!